Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to another secret edition of Lockdown Hot Takes. I'm your Lodge Master. With me as always is Brother Bishki. Manifesting love and light. Brother Lucas. Secrets. And the Lodge Mistress is back. We, we've talked about her a lot, third hand, second hand, but she is here to give us her first hand reaction to this film. What's up, Lodge Mistress? Very secretive. And another hot ticket guest. It's Brother Ben. He's back. Hello, hello, hello. Ben, welcome. It's been too long. The movie is called The Secret Dare to Dream. That is a title of a movie that we all spent time on and watched all the way through. And it stars Katie Holmes, Josh Lucas, and everyone's favorite, Jerry motherfucking O'Connell, what the fuck is going on with this? Before we get into it, Bishki, you have some special words of secretly wisdom for us? I have, I have a deep personal relationship with the secret. <laughs> and so of I'm, just, I'm just going to go into it. You can do what you want with my 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 personal history here. but um, Apply it to my own life? Uh, yeah, well, I'm going to reveal the secret to you, but hold on. Okay, so... <laughs> The Secret came out in 2006, the book and the movie. Um, back in 2005, my brother and I started a website called learnoutloud.com, uh, audio and video Shameless learning plug. website. Uh, it's my plug. Uh, brother Seth worked on it with me for 12 years. We sold audiobooks on CD and download, specializing in self-development. I was living in Culver City at the time, attending the Agape Spiritual Center with Michael Bernard Beckwith. Michael Bernard Beckwith <laughs> is featured in the movie The Secret. He's a top spiritual teacher especially when he was featured on the oprah winfrey show in 2007 when the secret Ooh, exploded the, the book and the audiobook became bestsellers we sold a ton of copies through our website along with new age titles related to the law of attraction now the movie the secret i give two bones the 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 original movie uh it's it's a documentary of spiritual talking heads the gist of it is here i reveal the secret um thoughts okay. become things what you think about and visualize and set your goals towards you will manifest because you attract what you put out into the universe of course this teaching is subject to much criticism which all self-help teachings is but I do recommend some of the teachers in The Secret, mostly Michael Bernard Beckwith. I do not recommend the teachings of James Arthur Ray, who led a sweat lodge in Sedona, Arizona, which killed three people. Mm. If you want to mm -hmm. get into that, I just watched a documentary last night on Prime called Enlighten Us, Two and a Half Bones. And you can also <laughs> check it out on the popular <laughs> podcast, Guru, The Dark Side of Enlightenment. Anyway, I could go on and on about self-help and the new age, but for now, I'll just tell you, visit my website, www.learnoutloud.com. Okay, that was my preamble. Thank you. Wow. I like it. Brilliantly done. Brilliantly done. Now, Lodge Mistress, you were a practitioner of the secret at one point, and some might say it even helped you manifest me 
Mm. Is this uh, is this is this at all true? That's false information, <laughs> sir. That's fake news. That's not correct. The book that helped me manifest you was called Calling in the One, oh. and I highly recommend it to all. Um, so I'm the one. But yes, I came to the secret early for sure. I had one of those, it must have a DVD or a VHS. It must have been a DVD. Probably DVD, yeah. I can't really remember, but I do remember ordering a copy very early on, watching it, sharing it with friends who scoffed. I was into it at the time. I mean, like into the idea of it, but definitely it is like not deep enough. The premise is not accounting for your demons which needs to be accounted for i think but the packaging is so striking it's always a red wax seal with a papyrusy font that mm-hmm. says the secret that on was it why i got it because mm-hmm. of that wax seal mm-hmm. i must admit i also own wax and i often seal letters with a wax seal you a wax seal freak wax. girl oh nice, wax seal nice. Freak. harry potter style yeah it was like dan like dan brown da vinci code era like Yes. Shenanigans. It fit right in that pocket. Now, Brother Ben, did you have any history with The Secret before this version of The Secret? I was aware of it. Uh, but this particular iteration, I, until like two days ago, when it took over the <laughs> iTunes front page, and I was like, what the, what is this? Uh, yeah, I, I, I had no clue that The Secret was still a thing. It's back, baby. It's back. Yeah. yeah. And I really don't want to belabor this plot too much because that's not really the, the point of what's happening in this film. I don't believe. It's also very simple. So I would rather us focus more on just the vibes that this weird bug fuck movie presents to us. <laughs> it begins with... <laughs> with LT's mark of subpar quality, the Lionsgate logo. And it's directed by Andy Tennant, who directed the Amy Fisher story with Drew Barrymore. Mm. Uh, all of us on this cast today watched all three made-for-TV Amy Fisher movies in one night once. Those were the days. What we gleaned from that was that the Drew Barrymore one was especially strong. Definitely so, the best one, yeah. Credit where due, Andy Tennant. <laughs> you have some pedigree. Wow, what a, what a, what a through line like from one film to another. Like That's a pretty crazy career. It's also appropriate that you two are the guests for this one because i feel like there were shades of tyler perry and it's kind of a cousin it's maybe a second cousin once removed or something from a tyler perry movie not nearly as much genre intrigue as he usually ladles on to his films but there's something there that was like that was my big note watching this last night (laughs) it had the misfortune uh two or three days ago i watched tyler perry's good deeds which is a deep cut i had never seen it before it is it is is not very good but sure but it has the audacity to have an extended (laughs) richard marks montage at the at at the end yes extended richard mark you know it has drugs it has a strip club. It has Felicia Rashad as pissed off mom. Oh, nice. And it just, oh, man. It, it just like heightens like the sort of sappy bullshit, you know, quasi woo woo Christian theology going through it. And so watching The Secret Dare to Dream last night, I just thought, <laughs> if you're going to peddle this shit, can you give me just 
something. Can you just give me pump it up? Just a, a little PG thirteen sleaze. Just a little PG thirteen. Yeah, I, I kind of wanted Medea to show up like delivering the pizzas, you know, like and <laughs> Josh Lucas is explaining to Medea like how magnets work or something. Yeah, because we're uh, not in we're not in a Christian inspirational film. You can do PG thirteen at least, like you know. But it feels like a Christian inspirational film, oh, yeah. and it plays by the rules of a Christian inspirational film which makes it all the more bizarre and which kept my eyes glued to it because i'm like where is this going <laughs> the the whole setup is that well lt i was thinking of you right off the bat because it starts with the threat of a hurricane and i'm like oh shit yeah we got hurricanes, hurricanes we got wetness coming in this could be good <laughs> and josh lucas kind of rolls into town with this manila envelope with the telltale red wax seal and he is just creepy as fuck. Like something about his performance. Lodgemistress and I were both talking about this. If we didn't know that this was the secret dare to dream, we would think this was called like the lurker dare to stalk or something. Like Leatherface, like the prequel, like the beginning. It's like the setup for the intruder. Yes, because he comes into town. He's sniffing around Katie Holmes. He's, he's talking to her son when she's not around. Like shadow of a doubt. <laughs> You get weird, like, grooming vibes with him and the kid. There's weird, like, romantic shots. Like, I wanted to put another score on it just to make it into a thriller. It would have been very easy to do. Like, I didn't get the feeling that this was a man with good intentions. No. <laughs> he had a big old cheesy smile the whole time, though. <laughs> and it didn't, it didn't help that... Um, no one was lit very well. He looked, I just thought he looked <laughs> terrible. I thought Katie looked, I just thought everyone oh, looked. Oh, Katie. She looked, terrible. she looked terrible then. And I just, Katie. was there no lighting budget? But I feel like Josh Lucas, like definitely you're not on board, or at least I wasn't with this guy because he clearly has like a subpoena or like a summons or he's like, I have to hand <laughs> deliver it to this kid's mom and the kid's like, my mom's not here. And he's like, well, it comes with an explanation. You see, I kind of got to oh, explain, so make a mansplain to her what's in my <laughs> hand or whatever. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? <laughs> like sent it in an email. And so instead of like leaving the envelope, like in her house, like at like a normal person or with her son, he like puts it in a mailbox after he's already talked to her. And it's like, dude, this is fucking creepy. Cause like now you're purposely withholding shit. And the storm shit, is raging. And you're like ingratiating yourself. And she never once stops to ask like, who are you and what the fuck are you doing here? Like, cause he's always just like, hey, what's going on? Like, I was he's just- always creeping around. Just coming mm -hmm. over to see how you doing. Like, oh. His character's name is Bray Johnson. <laughs> Bray Johnson. <laughs> There's a weird saccharine feeling about it where you're just mm. like, the other shoe is going to drop and how horrific is it going to be? But, but like already like right off the bat though, they're, they're injecting the secret theme where when we, we when we're introduced to Bray, he's checking into his hotel and he's like, <laughs> oh, Hey, God. and they're like, do you have a re reservation, sir? He's like, nah, I don't have a reservation. He's like, can I get a room with a view? And they're like, we're fully booked, sir. Like, sorry. And he's like, that's okay. And then like two seconds later, like this like housekeeper comes down the stairs and is like, 
yeah, so-and-so just canceled their trip. So there's a room with a view open. And it's like, well, wouldn't you know it? Like, the room just And then he gets up. a creepy smile on his face. <laughs> and the woman, the woman that he's checking in with is played by the director's daughter, by the way. That explains uh, just, so much. Oh, that explains it. Okay. <laughs> she, was, she was great. I thought she was very bright. Well, that's good. Love and light, where do? Uh, on the Katie Holmes front, she... I wrote down in my notes that she looks haunted like i feel like she has seen so much in her life with mm-hmm. scientology and tom cruise she knows all the real secrets <laughs> that go along with all that she knows where shelly miscavige is <laughs> she's mm-hmm. seen her she's seen her you can't hide that from your face once you know and once you've seen all that information no, she looks like sarah winchester of like the winchester mystery house <laughs> like fortune like she definitely <laughs> is like a pioneer widow that like yeah in certain shots <laughs> like it felt like a sequel to that movie the gift from like the 90s yes <laughs> but i will say we you know brought me right back to dawson's we first see her on the docks i was like bringing it back and i will say i do love katie holmes i don't i mean she didn't look great she didn't look great but any film with her it kept my attention i like her i think she's a good actress i think she had the best acting in this movie by far. i was engaged throughout the film because of her without her i would have been i didn't buy her for a second as a fishmonger no no no. oh the first shot you see she sniffs a big fish and she says gorgeous gorgeous (laughs) or when she tells her her boss i thought it was her boss but then i was like well maybe it's her boyfriend and she's like i bought soft shell at half price, even though it's out of season. And he's like, of course you did. Like, of course you he did. says soft shells this late in the season. That's my girl. <laughs> and she bought it for double the price. And I was confused because that's something the filmmakers didn't clearly establish, like what the the relationship status was, because at first I was like, oh, no, they're not dating. And then they were dating. And then when Josh Lucas showed up, I was like, man, she's kind of playing it sort of flirtatious with him like should i feel bad for for jerry o'connell because i kind of do you know well lucas you were being played right along like you were supposed to it's a love triangle movie a very tepid one oh poor jerry o'connell man he i felt he had the uh, salad (laughs) dragon scene which was jerry o'cuckle yeah yeah which was at the (laughs) end when like josh lucas and her have it out and he's like it just cuts to him going what the heck is going on and then he like doesn't do anything he just kind of stands there with his dick in his hands his role is is woeful woeful role but the whole the whole thrust of the movie is that this mysterious weirdo comes into town katie holmes is drawn to him the kids are suspicious at first but then once he manifests a fucking pizza in the yes. middle of a hurricane. Stuffed crust where, pizza. Yes, oh. they make a very clear point that it's stuffed crust. Dude, <laughs> when they open the door, the delivery guy's like, I have a pizza delivery uh, with pepperoni and peppers and stuff. It's like, who the fuck delivers pizza? And like repeats it out to the person that they're handing it to. Like, that's insane. And it's the middle of a hurricane. <laughs> but the kids are on his side after the pizza. 
So she's driving to this guy. He's fixing up her house for basically free. She's torn between him and Jerry O'Cuckold, who proposes to her in front of a bunch of people. The kids don't want her to marry him. She doesn't want to marry him. But he is like the nicest dude. He gives her a fucking car, a brand new car. He's a really good guy. So she's in the whitest predicament ever crafted. And she doesn't know what to do. And we're supposed to feel bad for this woman? Like, Yeah, no, what, there, there was a the moment. Fuck? There was a moment late in the game. And it might have been her getting the car. Uh, <laughs> or, like, her yelling at Bray and, like, you know, not letting him explain himself. <laughs> where I got up from my bed because I was streaming it in my bedroom. And I just said, as I walked to the bathroom, like, fuck these people and their, like, like yeah. rich person problems. Like, this is such yes. a 2020 tone-deaf movie for me. Like, oh. But that's what was so it's weird, t- too, though, is, like, it was like the screenwriters couldn't de- decide, uh, like, Katie Holmes, she's working for this super high-end restaurant as a fishmonger, but she yes. only can afford a can of red beans for her and her four kids. It was so muddled and confusing. Yeah, they make a big point that she can't even afford pizza. She's like, rich people eat pizza. It's like, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hot and ready begs to differ. I mean, and her choices between the two dudes weren't that different. They were both really nice. They were both really rich. There, there, there's I mean, no there's there no conflict. conflict none no and when when he's fixing up her house there's like a touching musical montage where he's fixing up her house he's doing all this work and i just wanted to slip in one shot of him installing like a hidden camera into her house <laughs> just mixed into the montage and that would complete the whole thriller aspect for me they wouldn't even ever have to mention it we just know that he put it in there he's watching him because that's the vibe Ray Johnson gives through this whole totally. thing. Ray. And the other problem is Katie Holmes is fairly positive throughout the movie. If you want to introduce the secret <laughs> into it, you have to have someone who hits rock bottom, is incredibly negative-minded, and then starts to transform. But she's, like, generally on board with the secret throughout. Yes. And so there's no transformation. The plot thickens a little bit when it's revealed that Bray Johnson indeed had met Katie Holmes's deceased husband at an inventor's convention. And when the, <laughs> when the prospect of an inventor's convention came up, I immediately, immediately thought of the gale force wind battery invention from Tyler Perry's acrimony. Yes. I don't know what it is that draws these filmmakers to inventors, but I'm here for it. And it turns out that he has some information about a patent that he's trying to get to her that will make her a lot of money. But she feels that she's been betrayed because he held back information from her. And it all comes to light at her daughter's taffy making party. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like what 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 in the holy random word generator hell is this what, yeah, what one of my favorite parts because because katie holmes is into taffy and she opens up her glove compartment it's just full of taffy <laughs> and, and she has like tooth problems and she's she's, eating, she's chomping on the taffy like what the fuck who is this woman i was like i would not eat that taffy those kids were touching it barehanded oh, and everybody yeah. looked like a little gross. annoyed and distressed about the taffy and then someone's like 
where did you get the taffy idea? And Katie Holmes is like, it was Bray's idea. We would never have done the taffy without Bray. <laughs> I'm like, is that a good thing? Yeah, like, they're, what, they're white. What's going on? Taffy savior. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so there's a big blow up at the taffy party, and they do it in front of everybody. And that's where Jerry O'Cuckold is like, what the hell is going on? Because he really doesn't know. She basically does some soul searching. She breaks up with Jerry. And again, the passion is low, low. Yeah. She just kind of comes to him like in his office and she's like, yeah, this isn't working. She gives him her ring and her car key like she's turning in her badge. There's just as much passion as if For she sure. was leaving the force. And he's like, cool. He's like, I right. <laughs> and and Billy and I were just like. Dude, you dodged a fucking bullet. Like, what the... F <laughs> like, go out there and find the woman of your dream. She's not it. But that's not what we were supposed to feel. We're supposed to be rooting for her weird Yeah, I felt, I felt bad for J Jerry O'Cuckle. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Her, her plight is not sympathetic in the least, so how are we supposed to lock into this secret mumbo-jumbo? Like, she's not carrying it well. Yeah, and, and by the way, this has been going on for an hour and 50 minutes. Like this is a yes, long, yes. it is a long. And so to have no, t no dramatic tension for like sustained right. it over felt, that. It felt like four hours. Yeah. It felt way longer than that. Crazy. Yeah. And the inventor subplot doesn't come in till deep, way deep, late. deep in the movie. So until then, we don't know what the fuck is going on. We're just like, what, what is happening here? And when, when you're, when you're at that point, mentally during a movie you start to look at other things and this movie there's so many other things to look at that just that just undermine it like even the weird corduroy patches on bray's thank denim you. shirt thank you for bringing and, this up and then when he and and okuckold meet for the first time jerry has patches on his shoulders so they both have patches on their shirts they're the but same they, guy but they're in different locations they're basically the same guy which Drama? Hello? Yeah. Got drama? No, you don't. <laughs> we do have to mention another twist. So Josh Lucas is uh, continually calling home to his, you don't know who, I mean, you obviously know it's his wife. You think, <sighs> you know. So for the ultimate creeper spin, the twist is that he's living in a mansion with his sister. <laughs> Uh, a mansion is right and he's like cooking for her and they're like chilling on the sofa together she takes naps <sighs> after dinner where she like wakes up and is like how long have they been out and he's like just long enough for me to do the dishes oh god <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> that was a really good impression so there's some misadventure with katie holmes not understanding that it's his sister she finally chooses Bray in like the most annoying way possible when they're both driving in their car in opposite directions. And he's like, you want to get some waffles? And they pull off and go to a waffle house. And when they finally got a little intimate and kissed outside uh, of the waffle house, Millie was just like, no, no, I don't need to see that. Don't need to see it. <laughs> Don't need to see it. It was almost like a guilty kiss. Like when they first embraced, yes. like they weren't totally like proud of the union, you know, like it felt so wrong in the Waffle House parking lot. It was supposed to be like the kindling of new love finding each other, but it felt wrong. It felt like a tryst. We didn't need to see them actually consummate a kiss. That's how bad 
this love story is. Yeah. <laughs> the last thing we want to see is them be in love. And yeah, we, we should also mention that like the whole Romeo and Juliet plot device is so he leaves the secret envelope in the mailbox. But yeah, the hurricane, which Ugh. you think is going to be the whole movie. No, it's just like this nothing incident that like blows the mailbox away <laughs> into a into a crick. So instead of just telling her like what's what, like what the truth is, he basically like lies to her until he gets like a duplicate copy sent to him. And then like it out by the director's daughter at the hotel. And like in one of the whitest scenes ever, he's holding a FedEx envelope <laughs> that she gives him and he goes, can you get me an envelope? And I'm like, you're holding one, bro. She just handed you the thing in an envelope. Like, what do you mean, get me an envelope? Like, Can this... you give me a red wax oh. seal? Yeah, it's like you got the red wax seal, but you're just using like a traditional Office Depot manila envelope. Like, come on. Yeah, it's cut rate. It's cut rate. But don't take my word for it. Let's go to them secret bones. Ben, I want you to set the pace for this bone-giving sesh. I mean, here's the thing. I, I don't know if this is going to be super controversial or not, but Ooh. I, I really, at the end of an hour and 50 minutes, I watched the whole motherfucking thing. I have high tolerance, yeah. as you know, for Tyler Perry stuff. I know. I, I just, I don't know that there was anything in this. Uh, just mm. anything in this that I could latch onto or recommend you know, oh, and by the way, before I, I, I have to bring this up in the middle of it around an hour 20, I, I was like, I need to know what the budget on this thing is. Yes. Did you guys look up what the budget is? No, no. no. Okay. But it felt high. It, so <laughs> according to IMDb, it's 20 million. Okay. What? Really? Which, yeah. I, which I have, where did that money go? That's a lot of red wax. Airplane? That's Josh. Oh, that's Josh Lucas fee, like O'Connell fee. Those are like all the actors. Fees, now, right? according to Wikipedia, it was nine point five, which feels more. That in sounds line, better. But still, yeah, nine point five seems outrageous. It's not on screen. I, I mean, and that's the thing. I, if it had given me a Richard Marks montage, if it had given me anything, <laughs> I, I could have gone like. Half a bone or one bone. I gotta give it a woof. I gotta give it a woof. Whoa, yeah! Is this Ben's first woof? It is my first woof. Number one Welcome. woof. You never forget your first, Ben. You yeah. never Welcome forget your first. Party. Yeah, I had to do it. Yes. Mmm, Brother Lucas. What do you got cooking <laughs> up? You gonna match his woof? I was uh, hurting through most of this. I wasn't quite sure I why. Bet, I bet you were. wasn't quite sure why we were watching it, because, like, if it was 2007, I'd understand. But in 2020, it's like, you know, someone making a movie about Coney 2012 or whatever, uh, <laughs> like in 2020. And I think with, you know, COVID-19 and the pandemic and, you know, our, our, uh, our lives and survival, survival mode, it's like it's such an oddity to have to experience some of these movies that were made in the before times, you know? Yes. Or like right before the, the shit at the fan. And yeah, like there's no conflict. There's really no story. Like I just kept thinking like if, if I'm Katie Holmes, like why am I not asking who this guy is or like why he's here? You know what I mean? Like there, like there's something afoot. 
Her daughter asks way more questions than she and does. And if, you, if you're a single woman with kids and Josh Lucas is ingratiating himself, you should be on high alert that he's a predator. And he's like, yeah, grooming your family and like, you know, <laughs> primping them and then, you know, building up that relationship of trust so they can keep a secret when he ultimately like crosses a line with them. So I could see like how we could all just imagine it being like, you know, uh, the intruder with Dennis Quaid, you know, where he's like, this is your husband said I could have anything I wanted uh, and he's not here anymore. So I get to have it all like because, yeah, the flashback of him and the plane crash is like a salad dragon in and of itself and just ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, I gotta echo Brother Ben and give this a woof. This this is like who's this, who this movie for? Like Karens that like you know uh, work at tourists like seaside towns or something. <laughs> the live laugh love brigade. Yeah, there's no concept here. There's no concept. Double woof. Oh mm. my god. Okay, Lodge Mistress. What do you, you got? Any love and light? You you were well. You were not enjoying this movie, so I don't know where you're gonna go. You know, here's the thing. I enjoyed seeing Katie. It has been a long time. I I love Dawson's Creek. I it's got to be worth her. something. It is worth something. And you know, I also really appreciated that the mother-in-law had a genuine Southern accent. Thank she you did. for cast some casting someone with a genuine, awesome Southern accent. So for those two reasons, I'm going to give it a one bone. One full yep. bone. Yep. One full bone from the Lodge Mistress. That's huge love and light. I love it. Two woofs and a bone. Brother Bishke, you're the one with the most skin in the game. Yeah, I have a deep relationship with the new thought, ancient teaching wisdom of the movie. But it, <laughs> it's not... Uh, it's so watered down. I mean, you're manifesting pizzas and ponies <laughs> and stuff crust, stuff crust pizzas and, I mean, and, and Range Rovers. I mean, if anything, yes. this movie is going to turn people off to the secret, which, OK, it's been 15 years. Just let it go. It's kind of the end of the phenomena and in the climate where people are really suffering financially. You got you know, manifesting money, which never goes over well in, in, in yeah. hard times. But I did laugh quite a bit. I mean, we didn't mention there was the kid makes a automatic chicken feeder invention, which is pretty incredible. Yes, um, there's, yes. some, there's some other moments. The, the, the glove compartment full of taffy got me going. Um, and that, we, we so, got to turn that into like a saying, like, <laughs> man, this movie was wackier than a glove compartment full of taffy. Salt, you know, like, saltwater yeah. taffy savior movie. But they're 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 really awkwardly inserting like Christian movies, awkwardly inserting the message in there. And it's boring. And it's just that kid is a creep, too. We didn't talk about the kids too much, but. Yeah, yeah, for all this, I mean, you know, considering my expectations were high and I was hoping this would, you know, <laughs> increase traffic to my website. But for all that, it's I'm all gonna about give your it, website. I'm going to give it one bone, one uh, full bone. Had a few laughs, but I'm with the lodge mistress. Uh, it's it's a it's a bone. I love it. Two woofs, two bones. Deciding factor, the lodge master, deciding vote. You know, I'm going to thread the needle. I had a great time <laughs> watching this movie. I really enjoyed imagining it as a demented uh, stalker who was about to insinuate himself into the family film. 
I, I got a lot of mileage out of that because he's in stalker mode for pretty much all the movie. And it's an amazing cognitive dissonance to watch a movie that way. Uh, so I enjoyed that. I'm going to give it a fourth bone for that. <laughs> one fourth of one bone. And then I'm going to give it another fourth of a bone for the hilarious way that they handle phone calls. Oh my God. Uh, yes. Yeah. When, when they get phone calls, like when Katie Holmes gets a phone call from her late husband's mother, instead of having a split screen or showing like a little graphic saying who's calling, it shows the mother-in-law's entire iPhone wallpaper screen. <laughs> it shows her entire face and it says her name and it says she's calling. And just to see a full iPhone display pop up on half of the screen and Katie Holmes is on the other half delighted me to my core. And I, I just I started pointing at the screen like that DiCaprio meme. I'm just like, look, look at that. Look at how they're doing phone calls in this. And so that that was incredible for me. So I'm going to give that alone another fourth of a bone to bring it to a grand total of one half of one bone. All right. The Roger Ebert Memorial half. I love it. For Roger Ebert. Love you, Roger. This movie, I, I can't I can't fully recommend it. I don't know who would watch it. Don't watch it. Here's what I think you need to do. I, I think you need to pull a Steven Soderbergh and do that thing where you take a scene and then just drop like the uh, girl with the dragon tattoo score over yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can see it recontextualized as a stalker yes. situation? Yeah, there would yeah. need to be some sort of tomfoolery in the editing where we'd make some shadow cut of it to make it worth anybody's time. I'm glad we all watched it, but I don't think I don't think anybody else that no. we know would ever watch this movie. No. But oh, there's something special about it. There's something a little stinky about it that mm -hmm. is going to linger in my mind. It it might be the taffy. It might be the inventions. I don't know what it is, but I'm glad I'm glad it's inside of me now. That's the secret. Dare to dream. Keep your dreams alive, folks. Stay positive despite yes. anything. And, you know, if you want to try to manifest something like a like a covid cure or you know, whatever you can conceive or believe you can achieve stuffed crust pizza, guys, tonight. Stuffed crust pizza is available to manifest. You could try that out. Just give it a shot or just will an empty chamber in that gun. You know, will will an empty chamber in that gun. <laughs> That's right. Brother Ben, thank you for joining us on this especially curious endeavor hey i'm just manifesting love and light as always yes absolutely lodge mistress it's always a pleasure it's always my a pleasure pleasure, <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> and wow guys just keep that love and light flowing love and light love, love and, and light. light dare to dream <laughs> <laughs>